live from the goblins, from the goblins lair. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like urban legends. The type of decor that goblins have in their houses. Cryptozoology. Are they more like mid-century modern, or are they more like another type of design that I don't know? Unsolved mysteries? <laughs> Unsolved wall they have, and they're like, what are we going to hang up on that wall? Shelves or a picture of our family? Great. Well. <laughs> really, anything <laughs> spooky related. Yeah, anything. So buckle up. Buckle up, everyone. Hold on, I have a pop-up. Well, each week, Lindsay and I research a topic separately of one another. I drive to Indiana, and Lindsay goes all the way to Orlando and goes to Disney. It doesn't really seem too fair, but that's okay. It could be very scary at Disney. The, well, this this time of year, or just in general. Just in general. Oh. All those screaming, crying kids. Oh, yeah. All the dreams that are fulfilled and shattered. Well, Because they're child labor, <laughs> child labor in the tunnels of Disney. Well, we research a topic and then we talk about it with everyone here for the first time ever. So we listen with you. Yes, how nice. But I want you, I only said it quick because I want you to tell everyone the story how, didn't you lose your mind on It's a Small World or that was the only ride you went on like four times in a row or something? Yeah, that was the only one I would go on. I cried on every other ride. That's right. Couldn't handle Little Mermaid, <laughs> not Snow White. Indiana Jones, you know. Indiana you, Jones, you, I like. Yeah, you had a crush on the Indiana Jones. The ones that were a little more adult i was okay but you like put me in snow white and a witch pops up in the window and i'm done i want to talk about there was that photo i saw of you and indiana jones from after because did, didn't you get a photo with him that was aladdin that's oh, a aladdin. whole other oh yeah you well you got a photo with aladdin it was a video oh yeah <laughs> and but i was really were, excited well but what's funny is that your excited face you looked your face i mean i understand you were what like six years old yeah but what's funny is that your face looked like you had just seen a ghost, but that was your like, I'm really excited and I'm very happy to be here face, but your face was very deadpan and it was, that that was my favorite part. <laughs> Disney World. Funny. And in the same video, that was the, uh, the traumatic experience you had when, was it your uncle or your brother took your Minnie Mouse ears and hit them? Uh, I don't remember. Someone did. Couldn't find my ears, cried under the bed <laughs> for a while. <laughs> But yeah, I just like how we went to Disney World and I was scared of every single ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were not very scary. And then they decided to take me in the haunted house. Oh, the one the that didn't like, last the very one. Long. Yeah, the haunted house. Yeah, the first ten seconds I was in there, I had a freak out. My uncle had to take me out. Oh, because the the ceiling of the elevator goes away and you see the dead body or whatever. It's like really yeah, terrifying. it's like a hanging body or something. It's really intense. Yeah, it's like I couldn't handle Little Mermaid Bomb, but then you took me in the haunted house. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you knew I wasn't gonna last. Hey, it's a magical Anyways. place. It's a magical place, everybody. Disney. Maybe I think that's why Disney doesn't hold a special place in my heart because I was terrified of everything at Disney. I went to Disney twice as a younger person and once, now I'm not trying to brag, but I went there when I was 18. I was in senior high school because I was in marching band. Cool. I don't think that's a surprise, but I mean, I'm just, I'm not trying to brag. But <laughs> I remember when I was there once, I went with my cousin Lauren and our aunt and uncle, we were young as well. And I remember Lauren got mad at me because we were swimming in the ocean around there. And I was in there and whenever a wave would come up, I would slap the wave just to like, I was 
bored, I guess. I was just hitting waves. And Lauren came up to me and got visibly upset because she thought I was hurting the ocean. Uh, and she well, got... you probably were. <laughs> and I don't know if Lauren, I don't know if you listen to the show or not. I think you do. But if you remember that, what, <laughs> what were you doing? Well, either way, so last week, I almost forgot about the most, probably the, the most haunted part of our show that yeah. we, we play in right. October because of popular demand. I can already tell in your eyes that it's goat or ghost, and I'm already not excited again. <laughs> what? But I'm ready. What do you mean? Just, you know. Okay, so this is a game that we play all the time in October called Goat or Ghost, You Tell Me. And Lindsay has to tell me if this is the sound of a goat or the real recorded audio from Spirit Box Session or EVP of a ghost. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. That's a goat. Okay. Let me check really quick. And you're... Yeah, you're actually right. It's always a goat. What about this one? Oh, that was the one that I played last time. Yeah, so it's a goat. (laughs) So anyways, what did we talk about last week? (laughs) Last week, I had some facts and stuff about the zombie apocalypse and where each state, well, uh, a few states where they would rank. Then you talked about puppy ghosts, right? Yeah, we talked about puppy ghosts. Puppy ghosts. And then there was something recently on Twitter. uh, Nick Groff, our good friend, Nick Groff, tweeted about, I forget what the show is, but they were investigating, I think, a pub or something in the UK, and they believe that it's haunted by a ghost dog. Yeah. Which is so cute. Aw, ghost dogs. Ghost dogs. Well, I think you started first last week. Yes. So I will be first this week. Prove it. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I had a couple different topics that I wanted to bust out this week, and I think <laughs> that you wanted to what? I wanted to bust out, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think I'm gonna save my other one for the Halloween show. Oh, you mean for episode week, fifty? Our fiftieth episode, episode, <laughs> and I think I'll save it because it's pretty fun. Wait, does our fiftieth episode? comes out the day before Halloween. Two days before Halloween. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so close. Yeah. How cool is that? Very. So cool. (laughs) But we have some special surprises for 50. So I'm going to keep my special topics. Okay. Keep your special topics. For the 50th episode. Oh, and also, before we forget, I believe next week, a week from when you're listening to this, Lindsay and I went and recorded an episode of the podcast Self-Aware with our friends Kayla and Chelsea. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. We dug into some deep stuff about our own bodies and how we feel. Yeah, it I was also cool. threw in a couple spooky things because I am a spooky spouse and that's what I do. <laughs> I'm uh, like the downer at the party. Like everybody's talking about something good and I'm like, hey, you want to hear about this uh, murder case that I just read about? Oh, like Rachel Dratch in that old SNL skit. One of the best ones ever. Debbie Downer. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. Those are really great. But if you'd like to, go listen to Self-Aware. You have plenty of time to get caught up. And then we'll be on next week's episode. We're very excited. Yes, it was a fun episode. It was very fun. So you always have your breaking booze. I kind of have a little unsolved mystery, short little thing that I just read about. Okay. Are you, do you have a fun name for it? Because it's not like you did not have a name for it. Well, I called it Unsolved Mysteries. Well, see, but that's now, already a show. Yeah. And I don't know if that's <laughs> so, like, it's really not a clever, um, you know, you got to like really dig deep here. So it'll just be called what? Oh, okay. And then maybe weird. Do you need any theme music for your segment? I don't know. Maybe, maybe later. Oh, okay. 
But anyways, this one, I'm probably going to slaughter the name. It's Hungarian. Oh. Okay. It's hard. <laughs> so, um, it's almost like... I. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you picked a very, very difficult language for you to pronounce. I mean, it's a very yeah. difficult language anyways, but yeah. I'm excited. Well, it was 1926, and this mystery is still unsolved. Wow. It was about a guy named Antel Gaiulia. Anton sure. Gaiulia. It's spelled, the last name is G-Y-U-L-A. Yeah, sure. Gaiulia. But he was a Hungarian man. He was kind of down on his luck, kind of sad story. He eventually killed himself and had a suicide note. Sad story. That is a sad story. But where the mystery comes in is in his suicide note, it was in the form of a crossword puzzle. Whoa. And in this note that was found in his pocket, it was said to give the exact reasons for his death and the names of the people that were important. But nobody can figure this out. It's 90 years later and nobody can figure out this crossword puzzle. Holy smokes. So either he was a genius and it's the hardest crossword puzzle ever or he wasn't very smart and it's the worst crossword puzzle ever because (laughs) nobody can figure it out. Yeah. So kind of a creepy, weird story. So like, okay, so if it were to be the worst crossword puzzle, and I'm not making light of, you know, the, whatever, but right. uh, if it were to be the the worst crossword puzzle ever, it would just say like, okay, uh, five across, the, the clue is six letter word. Okay, all right. I guess. <laughs> Which is like, okay, well, that could be any six letter word. Right. Like that was the clue. Right. I don't know how good or bad this puzzle is. You can find it online. I think you have to do a little digging because I was on there trying to find the crossword puzzle and a lot of the images had been taken down. I don't know if that's out of respect. It very well could be. Or if the cops don't want people having a hold of it. But I would think if they can't figure it out, they would want the public... I mean, you have so many cyber nerds out there that could probably bust that well, puzzle. This is exactly what I was thinking when when you were talking about it. I know for sure. I've always wanted to to be a crossword person, but I just don't have. I I'm, give up. I'm really not that smart. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I like look at it. I'm like, I could be a crossword. I could be a crossword person. You have and to then know I a lot crossword. about everything. You have to Pop know too culture much. Like, and I've never, and- I've never been good at Jeopardy. Ever. I've never been. Yeah. I, I always thought when, when Cash Cab was on that I would do really well on Cash Cab. Remember Cash oh, Cab yeah, with Ben Bailey? Is he still a thing? Is he still driving around? I don't think he is, but I know that he used to do stand-up, and I remember seeing one of his stand-up specials, and it was like, all right, it wasn't very funny. So I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he did Cash Cab. But what I was saying is that, and I'm actually surprised I remember what I was talking about, um, was, that, was that was that, oh, I just forgot it as soon as I said I remember it. No, I great. Just, no. But I know that. Welcome there are, to the mind of Jordan Reed. Welcome to the mind of me, where I get very excited and I forget <laughs> every single thing I was talking about. But I know that there are some puzzle people listening to the show right now that are like, "Give me the puzzle, I'll solve it," and like that becomes their goal. Yeah. Like someone who's really good at taking, like untying knots. You know, like they're right. like, oh, "I'll untie the knot." Yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is. Like I said, you could probably dig deeper, but it's supposedly still unsolved what a fun thing well it's not a fun thing but what a what a cryptic creepy little thing that is like is it gonna just be something silly like i didn't have money and here's my mom (laughs) and my dad's name saw a ghost jeffrey ghost didn't like it wasn't a puppy ghost wasn't my thing saw a ghost not a fan okay so my topic this week is just kind of decoding typical things that happen in nightmares 
Oh, cool. So it's kind of like dream analysis type thing. This is from a dream analysis, Lauren Quinn Lowenberg. Okay. She is a founder of whatyourdreamsmean.com. She also is an author of Dream On It, Unlock Your Dreams, and Change Your Life. So she believes that a lot of your dreams are explained, and this is how you can change your life to change your dreams. Oh, cool. Now, I so, will say what, what's going on in the back of my head is the Aerosmith song, Nonstop. Dream on it? Or just dream on. Dream on. Yeah. I've And I'm not singing it, and I don't think you and I need to <laughs> sing it, but I'm just letting you know that that's been going on loop for the last so you'll just bit. So play that song in your head while you listen to this topic. Yeah, or play it really quiet. Yeah. And listen to it background. in the background. Yeah. Okay, so some typical things that happen in nightmares, and I've had, I think, every one of these happen to me in nightmares. Is Your um, face turns into a parrot. Good. Great. Next one. <laughs> typical one. <laughs> um, number one, your teeth falling out. Yeah, I was going to joke about that one. I've never had that. You've never had your teeth fall out? Nope. So there. So. Oh, well, then you don't have this problem. Okay. But she said this is connected to communication issues in real life. Dreams where your teeth fall out is the most common dream for people. And it is a good indication that you have recently allowed something out of your mouth that you regret. Like a spider or a because mouse. Because your subconscious feels bad about it. So you said this is the most common type. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like I'm a little uncommon. Looks like you're a little strange and unusual. So looks like I'm kind of a oddball. So the next one is dreaming about a loved one's death. Well, wait. Have you had your teeth fall out? Yeah. I have never had them completely fall out, but I've had dreams where my teeth were loose. Ah, okay. So I wonder if that's like <clears throat> if they don't fall out, you're like... Your subconscious is like, I regret saying something, but maybe I didn't like say it. Maybe I thought it or something. I don't know. Dreams are weird. Dreams are so wacky. Like I always associate dreams and this could be me being a fuddy-duddy, but I always associate dreams with like, I ate chicken wings. I saw my friend Larry. I went to bed. I had a dream about Larry and chicken wings were involved somehow, but that's not very fun. Okay. (laughs) Well, maybe one of these will apply to you. I don't know. Okay. So number two is dreaming about a loved one's death. Have you ever had a dream about a loved one's death or? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember a lot of my dreams. I remember a few, but I'm pretty sure I remember a loved one's death. Yeah, I've had it happen to me. Death is about change and endings. What are you going to say? Because <laughs> well, I just remembered a dream. I, I just rem- I, I made a face and I didn't want to interrupt Lindsay, but Lindsay wanted to know what I had said or what I was going to say, but. I remember I had a dream one time that two men slaughtered uh, almost the entire town of Madison, Ohio. So yes, I've had, oh. I've had a dream. Well, I don't know. That might be like a premonition because I could see something weird <sighs> happening in Ohio. Yeah. Like I was a sky- King story. I was skydiving and as I was coming down closer to the ground, there were these two guys in a black car that got out of the car and just were... Yikes. Mer- yeah, they were destroying everyone. Well, this is death is about change and endings. The person who died in your dreams most likely represents a part of you. So it's something that you two have in common. The relationship is changing with that person and funerals are usually actually a good sign that you're letting go of which is no longer viable to you. Okay. So, I mean... I would imagine like you have a confrontation with a family member or something like you're kind of letting go of whatever was connecting you to. Wow. Do you have in there? So I've had one dream where I showed up late to my own funeral. Weird. Yeah. So maybe well, I. Ex- maybe it has to deal with number three. Oh. Maybe you have number two and number three Lindsay, intertwined. Don't say number two. You're gross. <laughs> so number three 
is, which I've had this so much. I would say this is probably the most common for me. And I always thought it was so weird because I don't know. This is the like face turning into a parrot or? Yeah. Well, this is about (laughs) dreams having to do with some sort of like academic disaster, a failed test, a missed class, not making classes on time. And it's so weird because I always think like I haven't been in school in forever. I had a dream one time that I, I, I got so nervous about it that I was like, oh, I guess I better go to this class. We only have one day of the semester left. And I showed up to a class where I had absolutely no idea what was going on. Well, there's Lauren has a good explanation for it. And it kind of makes a lot of sense. So they say that these dreams are most often connected to your job or your career. The stress correlates with similar stress you are experiencing with work. School is technically your first job. It's where you learn the uh, dynamics of what a job entails, being on time, being prepared, being tested, judged, evaluated, or working hard to move up. Now, I agree with all of that. But if school is the first is one of the first things that sort of leads you into how you interact with people in a social setting, like at work and stuff, then how come there's not a class in school that says don't microwave fish in like the lunchroom or something, which is like the stuff that people always do. (laughs) I do it all the time. I make an announcement, though, and I'm like, salmon, guys. Salmon, guys. Really, really loud. (laughs) Brussels sprouts, guys. Sorry. You know, I don't know what smells worse when you reheat it. Brussels sprouts or fish, but it's always Probably both. but it's always when it's somebody else's. It's never when it's yours, right? Because you're excited to eat it. Yes, because you know it's probably really good. But yeah, not being able to find a class, it says that you don't feel that you are where you should be in your career. Okay, I've never had that one. Forgetting to attend a class, yes. I've had this one. Oh yeah. There is a job skill that you need all of a sudden and you don't feel like you have what it takes. So it's a little bit of doubt. You know what? I got. I had that, the, like that dream. I remember having it around the time when I had started a new job a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Failing a test. This one's very common. Which I've, I've never had this one. I've only, I just had the forgetting to attend a class, but this one, she said it was very common. It's someone is testing your patience at work. Oh. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. I never really knew why. I knew other people had had these dreams about like, being back in high school and like not making your class and yeah. I never realized that it could correlate with your career now. Yeah, I never I never would have associated it with career. I mean, I guess like I also don't really think about dream analysis very much. Yeah. I, I think like, oh, that's weird that I dreamt that or I think I make very service level connections. I'm a little dismissive when it comes to dreams sometimes, at least my own because I'm like, okay, whatever. guess I just got to get better weird. sleep. But some dreams can be like, I remember having one dream where it was the exact same dream where I was skydiving and as I was coming down to the right by Domino's in Madison, Ohio, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like a, kind of a hot spot in Madison. I remember running into the, what is it? Studio 45 or where they cut people's hair in Madison. Yeah. I remember running in the front door and there was a guy wearing a gray sweatshirt and sweatpants. Getting his hair cut. No, he was like letting people in, like, come in here. It's safe. And I remember, oh. I remember going in there, but I remember feeling his sweatshirt. Like I remember feeling hugging this dude. Weird. Like, oh, thank, thankfully I'm safe. But like, if it's not something like that intense, I really don't put too much thought into dreams. Right. Okay, number four that I have is dreams about being lost. I don't think I've had too many dreams about being lost. I mean, unfamiliar places, but I don't know if I was necessarily lost. This is supposed to be where we are in our lives and in our hearts and minds. These dreams often encourage you to find a direction to make. 
So usually when you have a dream about being lost, you need to, there's something in your life that you're like, I'm not sure if I want to move or change careers or it's kind of the stress of like not knowing where you're going in life. See, I think whenever I'm having stress dreams, it's usually pretty surface level again. Like I dream about that thing or those things and just being unprepared. Right. But I really, I, I, I don't think I've ever had a dream where I've been like really lost. No. I've had a dream. I remember I had a dream one time where I was at preschool and I was far out of preschool, but I couldn't get a ride home from preschool. Yeah. So number five I have is dreams about falling. I've had these. I've had these because I usually startle myself and wake myself up. Yes. Like when you have a falling dream. This is also one of the most reported dreams. Um, Something in your life is bringing you down. The fall is reflective of the fact that your hopes were once high and now are coming down fast. So this is kind of a dream of like you were hoping something was going to happen or you were excited about something and it like didn't quite go as you had hoped. I can see that. So it kind of it's like a stress thing as well. Yeah. A lot of these are stress things. Um, Number six, trying to scream but nothing comes out. I've had that so m- I think I talked to you about that like two days ago. Yeah, about yelling and not having anything come out. Yeah, in a dream, especially like I've I've been in a situation where like I've needed to get help or like, get attention somehow and I can't talk or I can't yell. Right. And this one's self, pretty self-explanatory. She basically just says it, it occurs when you're simply feeling like you're not being heard in life. And I mean, I think a lot of times I know sometimes at work I, you know, pipe up and you're the squeaky wheel, but like nobody does anything about it. So it's yeah. kind of like these are just stressors that you're like constantly being a squeaky wheel or you're trying to say something and no one's listening to you. Yeah, seriously. Number seven, being chased. I've had being chased a lot. I... I don't think I've had many being chased. It's the second most reported dream. <laughs> um, I want to be. I want to rank <laughs> higher on the on the dream stuff. I guess you're just the unusual one. Someone in your life is trying. You're trying to avoid. You're avoiding confrontations, running away from problems without confronting them. Okay. So you're trying to just dip out. Yeah. Sorry, I'm about to dip. So. I, yeah, like reading some of these, there's so many more, but these were the ones that I felt like were most common yeah. that usually people have. And like the one about the being late to class and everything, that one blew my mind because I was like, that one actually makes sense. Like, oh, totally. You're just stressed out. That's, that's one I've had. I've had that one a significant amount of times. Yeah. And if, and if it's not a class, like a meeting or some sort of like, I'm supposed to be somewhere and I just totally forgot about it. Right. Yep. I have that one a bunch. So I have a couple, I have five little short stories of people's nightmares, reoccurring nightmares that they have. Wait, have you ever had the thing that when dreams, because I have this all the time too, where you try to run, but you can't move fast at all. Yes. That yeah. was in there too. And that was kind of under this category of being chased that you were avoiding confrontation. Oh, I could see that. So it was kind of grouped together in that whole thing. But I've had that before too, where you, like I have that a lot. Yeah, same. Where you're trying to run and you can't go anywhere. You feel like you're stuck in mud. You end up moonwalking and instead and you're like no other way and not as fashionable <laughs> not towards the guy that's chasing me i'm no. going backwards and not with much and not with so much swagger <laughs> i actually break dance break backwards, dance backwards no into the slasher killer no. <laughs> um he might be confused though like think about a slasher movie where like 
the guy break dances back into him. Think of one where that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I could name. No, like I think, could, I could think, name of, 40. think of a movie that would be that. The movie. entire Halloween series, Event Horizon, after uh, Sam Neill tears his eyeballs out, Lawrence Fisher is like, "I'll get this guy. I'll <laughs> really freak dance him out. Off. Yeah, I'll really, I'll really freak this guy's gourd." And then he, then he break dances backwards towards him. Yeah, and the killer is just like, "Wait, what? Whoa! First of all, what are you doing? Second of all." Really impressive. <laughs> nice skills. Did what? Well, yeah, I, I was gonna try to name ten a break. out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are people's some people's reoccurring nightmares that they have. Okay. One is really gonna stress you out. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one. It's pretty intense. He said that he was forced to choose a family member to be burned alive. Oh. He would have to watch, and then it would be done to him. Good. Wow. Wow. So that's kind of in the realm of going to a family member's death or like a funeral. Yeah. And something bad happening to you. I hate that. That one's, so that one's intense. That's creepy. Nightmares Nightmares really rattle me for at least like the next few hours after I wake up. Yeah, they can be pretty intense. They can be pretty real too, which is the mind is a weird thing. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Wouldn't do it again. Um, number two, this is the one that's going to stress you out, I oh, think. Oh, sweet, sweet. So this girl said it's always closing time at a bookstore that she apparently works at. She clears the downstairs, which are filled with people, and she goes upstairs to clear more people out of the bookstore and every time she goes back downstairs there are more people there which she has to clear out and then go back upstairs to clear out more people so really she never can close the bookstore really don't like it really don't like it (laughs) with a person with ocd you're not gonna like that one that's a pretty terrifying nightmare yeah and i have no problem admitting that I mean, yeah, my it can get. Just think about it, you want to leave work and you just can't get people to listen to you and leave. Things are things are continuing to get dirtier and more cluttered, and I'm like, look, like I have to clean this again. I have to clean it a specific way. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Terrifying. Oh. Um. So number three, he has a reoccurring dream, and he had it since he was a kid that he is peeing at a McDonald's <laughs> bathroom. Oh yeah. Specifically a, in McDonald's? Ex, yeah, McDonald's bathroom, <laughs> and a swarm of bees keep attacking him. And he's Man. like, although not very terrifying, it's terrifying because I've had it since I was a kid. Would, I know our friend Dana is going to love that one. <laughs> For some reason. But man, what a bummer. Is there, I mean, I guess nightmares are bummers, but like, yeah. oh, what a bummer. So this girl. McDonald's. She, this girl has a reoccurring dream. And a burger That King. she keeps putting her dog in the microwave because apparently everybody keeps saying it's going to make the dog healthier. Oh, yeah. Well, but you know how the dream ends. I mean, the dog becomes extremely healthy and very muscular. <laughs> the, the, the dog, no. the dog crawls out of the microwave like an anthropomorphized dog person is just ripped. No, she said she wakes up all the time and hugs her dog because she doesn't want to feel like, why does she, why do I want to keep putting my dog in the microwave? I wonder if you put an animal in Maybe the microwave. Maybe your dog was really bad that week. <laughs> it might have been really bad. But what if, I wonder if you put your, an animal in the microwave. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. This sounds bad. I've never said that before. <laughs> but what if you put your animal in the microwave and you press the popcorn setting? Do you think they would just turn like, into a big kernel? Would it be one big kernel or popcorn. a bunch of popcorn? A bunch of little, a bunch of tiny versions of that animal. Aww. You put a dog in there. Like a bunch of there, corgis. Yeah, and then you have a bunch of uh, I don't know, inch high corgi corgis, like <laughs> three hundred of them. Imagine them all barking at once. Oh just yeah, like... forget it. Okay. I, I put it on defrost. Maybe they just melt. <laughs> so the last one I have is actually kind of creepy. This is actually a creepy one. Okay. The other ones I think are a little more stressful. This one's pretty creepy. That he has a dream that a huge black crow is watching him like yeah. as he's walking around the city and doing his normal everyday things. And the crow always lands on his shoulder and starts burrowing into his body through his neck. Whoa. And then he wakes up. And he said he has this dream a lot and he can't explain it and it freaks him out. That's intense. Yeah. Well, crows are smart too. So there must be some jewels or something inside this guy's body that the crow wants to get. Yeah, or a bunch of mini corgis. <laughs> He's like, okay, I just want those mini corgis. <laughs> let me let me burrow very quickly and politely into your body and pull out a mini corgi. But yeah, it's not particularly a spooky topic. I mean, dreams are spooky. No, I think dreams are super creepy for sure. Even even when they're even when they're good dreams or just like weird. I once had a dream in high school that again, like I was late to my own event. It was my own wedding and I hadn't I hadn't like chosen anyone to marry yet. I was like, "Well, I'll figure it out when it happens." When it happens. But I remember <laughs> oh. it, again, it was in Madison in the Village Square, and I remember I had elephants dressed up in like all this like white garb and like beautiful flowing th- like they were dressed oh, up like a typical madison wedding elephants yeah yeah those was madison weird. ohio elephants yeah but like even that one it wasn't a bad dream but it was just like like what a weird dream yeah i've had a lot of really weird dreams but had a dream one time the very first dream i ever remember having when i was young is i had to convince some muppets that i could be friends with them being like muppets like kermit and stuff when the muppet show was on syndication and i had to prove to them i could be their friends by showing them how high i could jump oh well that's I think that was real life because I think that's how you get on the Muppet Show. His jump really high? Yeah. It's like, well, how high can you jump, Oscar the Grouch? Not high. Not high. So you have to live in the trash can. So maybe jumping showed them that like I had legs and like I could do more stuff than them. Yeah. You would think, was Big Bird a Muppet? No, he was a Sesame Streeter. Well, still a- I was going to say, he's too big. He wouldn't jump very high. But they're still like, pu- yeah, but like not specifically Muppets, but they were puppets on yeah. Sesame Street. Yeah. But- I think Beaker would be a good jumper. I think so too. Maybe just because of his high, like his very high pitched voice, and like I associate that with like helium or something, and like yeah, he I was know. A, he was cool. Anyways, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's just a little bit about dreams. There's a lot of stuff. I forget the name of the lady already. Laura Quinn Lowenberg. You can look her up. She has a bunch of stuff. She actually. I think reading a lot of other dream analysis stuff, I think she was pretty realistic with her stuff. That's cool. And she had really good explanations. So she was a good person to check out. Thanks, Laura. Thanks a lot. Gonna do a little haunted housekeeping. Yes, I'm actually going to use the restroom, which is uh, inconveniently right next to the beehive that we have in our house. But yeah, I'm just going to go to the McDonald's on the street. I'm going to go to the McDonald's on the street that's run by wasps. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm going to put the dog in the microwave. So we'll be back (laughs) shortly. Oh, well, we'll see you all in three, two, one. This message is for everybody, but especially the Craigs and the Leslies. And the Christies. And the the Craig and the Christies. We would like to tell each and every one of you about our spooky little spectacle buddies over at Warby Parker. 
Warby Parker has fashionable frames and they also have sunglasses. They also, also, also have kids glasses and they're super cute. If you have not heard about Warby Parker, Warby Parker is a place that exists online where you can go pick out some stylish frames for you, your kiddos, your friends' kiddos, your nieces and nephews, or just for you and some prescription sunglasses. Order five pairs for free to your house. Try them on. See what you like. If you don't like them, you order more of them. And then when you finally find a pair or two that you like, you can order them. And they're super cheap. Glasses with the frames and lenses included start at 95 bucks and they're also accepting insurance now so see if they take your insurance and are they probably the nicest company on earth you tell me customer service is on par yeah customer service rules i once scratched a pair of my frames and i called them and told them they were a scratch how do i replace them and they said oh we'll just send you a pair and i said do i also need to send you some of my own blood that seems too good to be true and they said no we'll send you some of our blood and like that was so great <laughs> it was so nice we still have the blood don't know what to do with it but no, you know we're saving no it for a rainy day yeah we have absolutely no idea what to do but every single pair of glasses that you buy warby parker also gives a pair of glasses to somebody in need so they can see too so they can see you seeing them seeing the world Oh my gosh, think about it. They also have brick and mortars. Um, There is one here in Columbus. You can check and see if there's one in your city. They're popping up everywhere. If you live in New York City, I would say you would have to look for a place. You probably live next door to one, no matter where you live. (laughs) Yeah, you have to look for a place where there's not a Warby Parker. It's like living in (laughs) Seattle and and finding a place where there's not a coffee shop. Exactly. They're they're a little bean crazy. Exactly. Well, if you would like to check out Warby Parker, please go to bit.ly forward slash cscav. That's S-E-E scav and start browsing for frames. And it's nice, too, because it's Halloween and maybe you need a pair uh, of glasses that you can use to see all the delicious candies that you got. Did you get Smarties or Sixlets? I don't know. Look at them. (laughs) And now you can. So again, that's bit.ly forward slash cscav, S-E-E-S-C-A-V. Start getting your spooky spectacles. uh, Start looking, start looking right and looking, start. Do it. Welcome back, each and every one of you. We hope that if you did number one, you did it far away from a beehive and not at a McDonald's. And it wasn't spooky at all. No, it was nice. Maybe it was an Arby's. They have nice ones. Yeah, don't don't go to the bathroom at McDonald's. I guess they have bees. Our friend Dana got fired from McDonald's because he was handing out free cheeseburgers to all of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Dana. But apparently they told him, wake up, sheeple. McDonald's told Dana that it was okay he just had to let someone know, but he didn't let anyone oh, know. so it's okay to steal as long as you let someone know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm going to give out a few burgers. That's all right, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't let him know. He's just, he's just whipping out, he's handing out burgers to all of his buds. Oh, and he man. got fired. Sorry, Dana. But you know what? You did a really good thing. It was worth it, Dana. It was worth it. Although I never got a free burger. Did you know Dana in high school? No. Well, I had a burger. <laughs> I had a burger bud, and his name's Dana. Oh man, I wish I would have had a burger bud. Well, now you now you do have a burger bud, but Dana doesn't work 
at McDonald's anymore. I want my I want my burger, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> so really quick, to tie up last week's episode, I have a quick 10-question quiz. I know you based off how long you would survive in the zombie apocalypse due to your zodiac sign. Right. Your uh, horror scope. Your horror scope. But I have some quick... Uh, uh, a quick quiz that's 10 questions long from brainfail.com or sorry brainfall oh <laughs> i was gonna say what a terrible name for a thing but it's brainfall.com to see Lindsay how long you would survive in the zombie apocalypse oh, uh, boy. according to this peer-reviewed research scholarly quiz at brainfall.com probably isn't gonna be great but let's go okay first question is it gonna be great Yes or no? I'm just joking because you just said it was going to be great. I was like, really? This is how this is starting out? I actually tricked Lindsay. Her face was actually tricked. I tricked her. Mm. <laughs> kind of a tricky guy. It was kind of a treat, trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> a classic Taurus move. Okay, Lindsay, where do you plan on hiding out? It changes daily, your own house, at a store, or a secluded spot in the mountains? I would probably... I mean, I'd want to say it changes daily, but I'd probably do a secluded place in the mountains because I would be too scared to leave my comfort zone. Okay. What's the most imp- or what's yeah, what's most important to you? I think this is just right now in general. Friends and family, your stuff, your health or your freedom? Friends and family. How do you feel about working with a group of others during the apocalypse? Not my style. Lone wolf. Definitely. Sure, but it's still every person for themselves, or I'll befriend anyone so I can take their stuff. What was the one that was like, sure, but everyone for themselves? That, yeah, it's that one. I would probably do that one. <laughs> what was the one that's I'm the thing I said? I'm kind of stubborn. That's fine. Yeah. I am too. Like, I can work in a group, but like, if you guys are doing something that I think is dumb, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do my own thing. You're probably going to dip. Yeah. Okay, Linz. You've been cornered by a wombie, but when you look into their eyes, you realize it's your mom. Yeah. She's turned into a zombie. What do you do? You get rid of her. It's the only option. Try to make an escape without hurting her. Hope like crazy that someone else comes along and finds her, or you'd let her bite you. I would try to get away from her. I would do the exact same thing. I'd be like, I'm not going to hurt you, but you got to go, Ma. I'm out. Peace out. Ma, you're always cramping my style. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, listen. You're being a... Hey, Patty, why don't you just settle down, okay? Easy, Pat. I feel like that kind of happened in high school when she would make me do all the chores and stuff. Like, I would just try to wiggle away You would just, like, walk backwards away really slowly while you're staring at her? Yeah, hide in my room. (laughs) <laughs> sleep for four days yeah there was a one time you slept for like a whole weekend right yeah i don't know what happened and i, like, I might have been possessed like by not a not demon. yeah like <laughs> not joking like you you came home friday you woke up sunday afternoon yeah jeez oh man i was very tired <laughs> okay what's your strategy for the whole zombie apocalypse situation you want to find a cure you want to live moment to moment you want to look for the armed forces so you can be protected or you just want to kill zombies left and right so look for a cure uh, live moment to moment, look for the armed forces, or just blast and zombies left and right. Hmm. I mean, I'd probably want to be f- trying to figure out a cure. Okay, question number six. What would be your go-to means of transportation? A car, a camper, a bike, or your feet? Hmm. I know what my answer would be, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. A bike's not bad because then you're not in something bulky and you're not running through the woods necessarily but then again you might want to be running through the woods a little bit to hide i think a camper is a bad idea too much try not to make any faces oh or but you're making or dis- a lot of faces no <laughs> like a bike like a motorcycle or a bicycle bicycle oh any type of bicycle um 
I don't know, I'm kind of sketchy on my bike, so maybe it might be easy for the zombies to get me <laughs> because she's I'm trying, not great. Look, she's trying to clip into her pedals, and she keeps falling over. Uh, yeah, my clip-ins, I'm pretty bad. I fall over all the time. I don't know. I think I'd go with a bicycle, though. That would that would be mine, mine as well because you could also leave your bike anywhere. And run. And the zombies aren't yeah. going to be like, oh, good, a bike, and hop on a bike and ride your bike. Or they admire it because it's like a really nice old vintage Schwinn. You're, yeah, or they're like, <laughs> oh, is this? This is a Cannondale. Is this a full car? Is this a full carbon road bike? Pick it up. It only weighs three ounces. Look at a load of this, zombie one, zombie two. <gasps> My little fragile zombie hands can pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might know, well, you might have an informed answer to this one because of what we talked about last week. What about your weapon of choice? Gun, knife, sharpened sticks, your bare hands, or a crossbow? Well, you said last week that the crossbow was the best. I so did. I'm going to go with the crossbow. And it's kind of like a little uh, Hunger Games-ish, like a little Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah, I would probably, like all this aside, I would probably most likely dress like something cool because I would have to have like the perfect outfit for this. And then you end up like wandering across like a like a community of survivors and they're all like in like scrappy clothes and you show up and they're like, what are you wearing? I'm like, you guys, we have access to anything you want. What do you mean you don't want a Gucci belt? Yeah. How are you guys like, not? What? How are you guys not hunting zombies wearing cool Gucci coats? <laughs> like I got my Gucci coat on. What have you guys been doing? What are you even doing? You're wasting your time. Yeah. Helen, Mark, you guys look like absolute garbage. Yeah, why does everybody look scrappy? You have means to whatever clothes you want. There's a pro- there are there are many many Prada shops worldwide <laughs> that you could just go to right now. Find a Prada shop. How are you not trying to look fierce? A H during the zombie. Okay, either way. Yeah. You're with your new survival buds, and you realize you're starting. You're you're staring at the last can of food. What do you do? You share it. You give it away, you fight for it, or you kill for it. I'd share it. Cool. Good call. So would I. And then I would steal something else and leave. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, trapped. you're trapped in a room with a zombie when suddenly it mumbles, hello? How do you react? Try to talk to it, reach for it, and see how it behaves. Kill it. You wait to see its next move. I'd wait to see its next move. Yeah, exactly. Like, what would you, it says hello, and then all of a sudden you just like throw a knife at it. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, about? I, I don't know. I was kind of like, I'm like, is it trying to trick me? Like, I was kind of debating on that answer. Like, just kill it. It like it says. Like, what hello. do you have to say? It says, yeah. Come on. What do yeah? What do you have to say? What weather's good? I cool. Yeah, the weather's good. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Or it, like gets you to look at its hand and it's doing the like the little like made you look thing, and then it gets a punch you in the arm or it gets a bite your neck. Yeah, I. The smart thing would probably just be to kill it, but my curiosity would eat me alive and I'd be like, I got to see what its next move is. Oh, same. Seriously. Okay. This is it. Your worst fear is your reality. You've been bitten. What do you do? You say your last goodbyes, take yourself out, or you cut off your arm to stop the inf- uh, the infection. Oh, there's only two. Well, you, you say your last goodbyes, yeah. which is one. Two, take yourself out. Oh. And then three, or three, chop your arm off if that's where you got Bit. but then again like mm. what if you got bit in the neck you can't just cut your head off yeah i mean i guess if you got bit on the I arm i think i would just say my goodbyes i don't think i'd take myself out because i'd be like well this is gonna be fun i want to see what zombie me does yeah seriously i all would right. just say my last goodbyes and then be like all right deal with it if you guys want to kill me kill me if you don't let me wander around <laughs> <laughs> you would last 50 days 
Oh. You're determined. You'll fight a good fight, but in the end, you won't last too long. Sticking with others will help you, but when they become your competition, it's survival of the fittest. That's what it says. I didn't just say all that, but that's what that's what it said. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, congrats. I took the quiz earlier last week, and I only got 42 days. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Bummer. Okay. Well, that's probably why I last only 50, because without you, I'm like, oh, well, there's no spooky spouses now. Well, I would like to think that it goes beyond spooky spouse. Oh, but yeah. you mean like spooky spouses as like just in general, just as in a general. whole. Like I'm like, yeah. man. Honestly, like again, like I'm not just saying it. I know that if you and I think we're together for the zombie apocalypse, I think you and I would last a while because we're very cautious. We're probably a little bit too safe all the time. And we would probably have to get rid of Molly. Oh, yeah. She's she's, super loud. She's super loud. I love Molly to death, but. I don't know. If a zombie, like if they took her in and they just pet her all the time, like Molly might be happier with a group of zombies than she is with us. Yeah. Because like she could run around wherever she wants and then like she would bark at zombies and then they can maybe pet her. Well, because to keep Molly at bay, she needs a lot of pets. You are petting her right now. Yeah, because she's being bad. She's being bad. And you're welcome for editing out most of the Molly barks and interruptions throughout today's episode. Yeah, you might hear him faintly in the background, but she was eating your breakfast a while ago too. Yeah. She's silly. So that's not me eating like my breakfast. That was Molly eating her breakfast if you hear chomping in the back. But I have been eating my breakfast this whole time. (laughs) Right now I'm taking a bite. Mm, Yummy, how nice. Great. Okay, I have some breaking booze. Yeah. For the first time in what, maybe I think two weeks or so? Yeah. Somebody in Texas saw a pterodactyl. Oh. Classic. Classic Texas pterodactyls. Classic Texodacty. Texo tarot Texas. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But really quick. Apparently, these sightings in North America are not very uncommon. Uh, See pterodactyls? I guess so, because according to Native Americans, they referred to seeing bird-like creatures who had slightly reptilian qualities, thunderbirds. Oh. Not the car. Not the thundercats. Not the th- or not thundercat, one of our, well, at least one of my favorite musicians. But yeah. thunderbird, they also used to call it the rock, R-O-C, not Dwayne Johnson, the rock. Aww. But- Yeah, I guess these have been happening for a while. Gigantic birds that look a little reptilian. Now, I know what you're thinking. Turkey vultures. Cranes. Turkey vultures. Shoebill cranes, which those things are absolutely terrifying, but I don't believe- Right, which they thought that's really what- Isn't that what really was the Mothman, they think? I thought that was a sandhill crane. Maybe. It was some kind of crane. Because I remember you and I had also talked about a shoebill crane, and I showed you a photo, and their beak is like the size of a small dog. Their beaks are in, like they're they're not long. They're like massively thick. Yeah, they're nasty looking birds. You you put a jacket on that bird looks like a looks like a human mutant. <laughs> you put a blazer on. Hey, put a blazer, put a blazer on, that, on bird. that bird. <laughs> you put a blouse on that bird. Hey, put a blazer on it. <laughs> put a blazer on your cat. Put a blazer on your bird. What else? Um, put a blazer on your mom. Okay. Looks professional then. Yeah, power suit. Power mom. You and I were just out uh, looking for Halloween costume attire yesterday, and I saw inside of one of the stores that there was, for younger women, there is, was a power suit yeah, on suits display. Yeah, suits are a thing. I didn't know that. And it wasn't like we weren't in like a Dillard's, you know? Right. It was like, I don't know. It was just, hey, that's breaking booze to me. That power, power, suit, power suits are coming back. So this was just reported seven days ago, but this happened in 2015. Oh. So the so. the the story was published online from cryptozoologynews.com 7 days ago, but this was reported in 2015. So well, It takes them so long to put that out. Like basically a guy said, "Hey, I saw a pterodactyl." And they're like, "Oh, okay." 
Let's wait a couple years to release this. <laughs> let's wait until we like, kind of reach. What like, kind of evidence did you need to get together? I don't know. Let's let's wait until we reach a dry <laughs> spell, and then we'll and then we'll like, oh, good. Well, we have that pterodactyl story from a few years ago. You want to just drop that? Yeah. Well, some guy in San Benito, Texas, was with a few of his friends on his dad's farm. Now, this guy who chooses to remain nameless, which makes me, which you know how I stand on anonymity. It makes me feel a little bit better about it. See, uh, I think the opposite because I think they're like, I don't want people to know that I'm a quack. Ah, uh, sure. Maybe so, so I don't want them to know yeah. that I said it. Well, this guy had reported it to this group called MUFON. Yeah. Which I heard MUFON. I was like, what on earth is MUFON? M-U-F-O-N. So the MUFON stands for the Mutual UFO Network. Oh. It's been around for a very long time. There's over 3,000 members, and there's a chapter in every single U.S. state. And lucky for us, its headquarters is in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Chalk one up for Ohio, baby. Slant swish. I love it. So this person talked to a volunteer for MUFON. Her name is Linda Fleckner. Now, I did a little bit of researching because I wanted to know what MUFON was. And apparently MUFON has some ties to uh, to the Stars Academy or like at least they, they know each other. So they just had their annual award ceremony in 2018. And Linda Fleckner won the Crystal Award. Oh, fun. For being Volunteer of the Year. So she thanks. She can put that on her resume now. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Linda. Crystal Captain. I'm the Crystal Captain of the Volunteers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was looking through photos and it's like a legitimate event. It's like really intense. They give out these really expensive looking awards and whatever. So either How way. How does one win a Crystal? Uh, you have to be the Volunteer of the Year for MUFON. <laughs> or, and there, there were other ones as well. Like one of the lead, like, was it like, um... like inner space security or whatever the one guy who works for to the stars academy he won an award He, he won an award there so the anonymous man in san benito said quote we looked toward the south and witnessed a pterodactyl and it was coasting along a ditch so it was just flying and coasting it had a wingspan of about 10 foot and it looked like a winged dinosaur he said uh quote it disappeared into a wormhole now, I don't know if they mean wormhole, like a hole in the ground, or a wormhole, like the things that people go into to travel to other dimensions. Now, if it's yeah. the if it's the former, that needed to be a gigantic hole in the ground for this thing to go floop and fly into. Also, right. why is it living in a hole in the ground? Or if he meant wormhole, like it traveled to another dimension, what on earth is even going on anymore? Right. Like, not only did you see a pterodactyl, you saw a pterodactyl fly into a wormhole. So you've seen two things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what to call them because I don't believe in them. But I was like, they're things. Now, Unusual things. We do believe in dinosaurs, yes. But do I believe that there are still pterodactyls flying around? I don't know. And flying into wormholes. Flying. Like, if if it was like one of the like intergalactic interdimensional wormholes, then a million percent this story is totally false. Now, if it was a misidentification and it was just a giant bird with a 10 foot wingspan that like flew into a hole in the ground. Uh, I mean, maybe could have just yeah. been a big bird from, yeah. Sesame, from Sesame Street. Yeah. So in the last 100 years, there have been multiple sightings of pterodactyls. Yeah. In the U.S. One of the first recorded sightings. uh, Now, I I don't know. I I have four here, and I don't believe these are the only four, but these are the ones that they mentioned. So in 1890 in Arizona, a newspaper, which has the coolest name ever, the Tombstone Epitaph. 
Oh. Real gunslinger, Wild West. Yeah. Tombstone epitaph. They reported that two ranchers had allegedly killed a, quote, winged monster similar to an alligator in the desert between wet, between the Whetstone and Huachuca Mountains. Hmm. Okay, 1890. 1927. A similar event reportedly took place in the Australian. Now, I like how I said these are all American. This one's in Australia. <laughs> took place. Oh, the other America. Ah, at, America no, but not at all. America 2, where they say 13 instead of 13. Uh, took play, took, it took place in the Australian town of Fernvale when a few giant birds visited the area. And I guess everyone living in Fernvale sort of just lost their minds for a minute because they're like, what are these giant birds? Right. Yeah. I mean, I would too. In August of 2015, a man in Michigan, our neighbors to the West, claimed to have seen a, quote, giant bird with a 10-foot wingspan. Again, another 10-foot wingspan. And again, in 2015, like the like the original sighting that I talked about in the beginning. You don't think these are just big cranes? I think that they might be big cranes. <laughs> but either way, I mean, what if it's not? I don't know. Okay. July, July 2015... Two people in Nevada saw a creature that reminded them of a pterodactyl. So pterodactyls have been extinct for about 65 million years. And the thing that with me is that we're just figuring out more and more about dinosaurs. Like, you know, it wasn't too long ago that they realized like dinosaurs had feathers instead of like green and scaly, how we thought. So mm -hmm. it's like, how are these people in the early 1900s claiming that for sure... This is a pterodactyl. When we don't even know what they look like, really. I mean, like, we, we have fossil records and stuff, you know? Right. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I just don't believe any of it. Sure, that's fine. But Cryptozoology News did report on it, which means it's real and it exists online. Okay. <laughs> but it was in 2015 and it's now just coming up. Yes. Because it takes them... A, well, they're very busy. They're extreme. Think about... It takes them a long time to process... Oh, yeah. I mean, the Mothman Festival just happened recently. Yeah. There was CryptidCon. They were there reporting on all the cryptids there, or the one guy who was wearing the full camo outfit with no sleeves. There's a lot to report on. Absolutely. Well, very interesting. Is it? Well, to you, probably yes. To me, <laughs> I just think it's a big bird. I, I also think it's a giant bird, but... Bird in a blazer. But, I mean, like the... I understand that, you know, waters are bigger and more vast, could there be a weird, giant, nasty bird floating around out there? Yeah. Do I think it's a pterodactyl? No. Yeah. But could it just be a nasty-looking bird? Like a real Maybe nasty one. Maybe it's like one. a crane mixed with like a raccoon or something. Yeah. A raccoon. The coon crane. The coon crane. The raccoon. The raccoon. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. I just <laughs> okay. said it again. Oh, raccoon. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I think that's all. Nice. Thanks, Lens. We would like to thank, first of all, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. How nice. Without you, there is no us. So So there. Thanks for listening. Hello. <laughs> I mean, unless we are the only people that listen to this. I that could be it. That, that could <laughs> we be. just listen to this on repeat so it looks like we have more people that listen to our show. Yeah, nonstop throughout the entire week. A thank you to Eli Chambers for writing the music at the beginning, middle, and end. You can find him at Eli Who Does Music. Um, just chat with him. He's a cool dude. Hey, yeah. Send him. Hey, slide into his DMs and say, what's up, doggy? 
We would also like to thank Colin Parker and everybody over at the Scavengers Podcast Network. If you haven't, go check out the Scavengers Network uh, website, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and check out all the great shows that are on the network. It shows like State Your Case, Historical Hotties, Academy Outcast, Journey Under 30, and the actual play RPG podcast that I'm on right now called Myth Takes. We're hunting witches in Salem, Massachusetts. So go listen to that. And again, um, the Monday after this one that you're listening to me now, we are going to be on the Self-Aware Podcast with our friends Chelsea and Kayla. Yeah, and stay tuned. We have a really exciting 50th episode next week. We do, yes. Expect the music to maybe be a bit different. Expect some surprises. I don't know. How fun. How fun. Get ready. Get spooky ready. Nifty 50 over the hill. Over the hill. <laughs> we are. What is 50 over the hill? I think 40 is over the hill. Oh. Over. over Plan, th- planning our funeral. <laughs> Over Is the that hill? Too no, it's fine. Okay. Over the hill and stuck at the grill. That's like <laughs> grill life where you're grilling burgers and dogs. Great. Well, I don't need, might need work, but. <laughs> well, have a good week. Um, I would say have a weird, wacky Wednesday. Have have a very productive week building your gigantic Pegasus costume. Oh yeah, work on your costumes. If you want, you can send us pictures of your costumes because I love Halloween costumes. Hey! At (laughs) spooky underscore spouses on Twitter, Instagram, or email them to us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Yeah, how about this? If you send us a photo of you in your Halloween costume, we'll put it on our Twitter or Instagram. We will we'll post photos of you guys listening or our listeners in your Halloween costumes. I'd be we we'd be happy to. Absolutely. So if you worked hard on them and you want to show them off, let us show them off for you. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, have a creepy weeky, and uh, we'll see you on Monday, the 29th. Fun. Bye bye. Bye. Boo, 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 boo. Booyah. Booyah. Boo tea. Booty. <laughs> I was trying to think of words that had boo. Yeah. At the beginning. Boone's Farm. Kombucha. Great. That was in the middle of the word. I'm just looking for any booze I can get. Um, yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Can't think of any more booze. <laughs>